back. We're back at it. Welcome to another episode of the Sean Boyles Podcast. I am the guy who is, uh, this podcast is named after. How about that? What's going on? A, a balmy, cold and dreary Sunday after Turkey Day. Um, it's been cold the last few days and rainy the last few days. Uh, and this is, uh, we're at about probably third day in a row of rain after having a few days in a row before Thanksgiving of rain. And now three days in a row, this is about a time where Bay Area people start, uh, complaining about the weather saying, when's this rain going to stop? And, uh, uh, where's the sunshine and all kinds of stupid shit that Bay Area people say when it comes to their disdain. For the weather, it is an ongoing uh, dumb fuckery of people that apparently didn't live here the year before, even though they've lived here all their lives, and they don't remember how the weather goes. And uh, sometimes it rains. A couple years back, I think it rained every day in March. Like every day of March, it rained. And, and, And people were up in arms. You know what? It rains once in a while, people. And, uh... Wear a slicker. I don't know. Wear some, some... Protect yourselves. Fucking pay attention to what's out there. Don't get wet. Put some waterproofing on yourself if you want. Put put some Thompson's water seal all over your body and you'll bead water like a duck. How about that? Or get yourself some feathers. Get some duck feathers and glue them all over your body and then the water won't bother you. And then with your dumb, big, webbed feet, you can float around the water and have a little fun time in the water. How about that? Why don't you do some of that? Once you, th- if you want, I mean, you, you you do you. You know, don't uh, don't sell yourself short on anything. But uh, what's going on? There's been a lot uh, a lot of things have happened. A few things have happened since I saw you last. Um, let's see, we did a, uh, well, we had Thanksgiving, right? We had Thanksgiving. I went to my mom's, uh, the wife surprised my mom with some sushi. I think I mentioned that in the podcast last time that we were going to take some sushi over there and see what happened. The sushi was a big hit. Um, uh, got gobbled up quick. We put it out there as a like a uh, like a little snacky kind kind of a, or, an hors d'oeuvre an hors d'oeuvre thing hors d'oeuvre. Um, some words I can't pronounce. Uh, and it was cool. Uh, people were were into it. And uh, what I didn't know going into the sushi, uh, uh, the whole thing was that apparently it is very uncommon. For the Japanese to make homemade sushi. Uh, the sushi is sort of revered in a very high regard. And um, it's sort of left to a master. Master sushi. Chef who does sushi. And, um, uh, you know, and then, then some, you know, I think I said it on the last time. There are some places where it is uh, in such a high regard that you don't even order. You don't get to order the sushi you want. No, sir, you do not. You get what the master has decided to make for you 
based on a brief exchange. So, uh, so she made some homemade sushi and it was a hit. And, uh, and I was telling somebody that and they were like, uh, well, my girlfriend makes sushi. I'm like, no, your girlfriend's not Japanese. And um, she probably didn't make it good, you know. How about that? She probably got some dumbass fish. Didn't taste right. She didn't put the right care into it. That's what it's about. It's about the uh, uh, respecting the art form, putting the care. Now, now my wife said that it was um, at about a 60% of what she wanted it to be. Um, but that's more her uh, her uh, high standards that she sets for herself. Uh, I did not have any because I was snacking on other things like chips and guacamole and, and uh, cheese with 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 or, or crackers with cheese on them and and other little snackies and and like those Safeway uh, cracker salami pepperoni cheese combo platters that you can put together a little cracker sandwiches with cheese and and meats there was that kind of stuff happening um way way carved out carved out and then the spread was nice turkey and ham all all the the basic things um but my uncle jr makes this chili makes this 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 chili and it's not a chili like a chili beans but it's more like a chili uh and it's uh uh, just sort of a meat sauce with, uh, with, with, with had a little kick, had a nice little kick to it. I saw some people uh, a little uh, a little weary, a little uh, w- a little a little worried about the aftermath of of what that kind of heat was going to do uh, to 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 the whole gut pipes, and uh, thinking there might have been a little uh, little hot hole situation after after little hot hole in the post, and. Um, and that's where a cold water Japanese bidet comes in, comes into play, and uh, you got no worries there. I enjoyed my uncle's chili; it was very, very tasty. Not too hot, not for me, because I think my taste buds have been burnt out completely. And then, um, so we did that. Um, little update on the um, on the idea of doing. Uh, ads here on the Sean Boyles podcast. Uh, I have set it up for do to to do the ads. However, and this is I have to um, I have to admit when uh, when thing I I, I got to be honest and I have to admit when things are not quite right or uh, or, or 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 subpar um, due to the lack of audience. I do not qualify to run the ads. So, once you find fine folks, spread the word a little bit more and get some more people into the Sean Boyles podcast, if ads start popping up, you'll know that, hey, the audience is growing and it's uh, worth their while to uh, do some ads. So, um, until that day comes, we will be adless and um, we'll see what happens. I can um, give a shit either way, to tell you the truth. <laughs> uh, but it'd be nice if uh get some more listens. But then again, I don't care. It doesn't matter to me. It, uh, I do, like I said, th- th- this thing is more, this podcast is more for my own personal enjoyment. And the idea that I might, off the top, say something worthwhile that I could turn into uh, stand-up comedy materials. 
All right? There it is. I've said it again. And uh, and I'll probably say it again. Just to remind you, the listener, what you're fucking dealing with here. All right, dirties? That's how it goes. Uh, we, uh, we, we dared go and venture out into the retail shopping uh uh, the, the 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 facilities the people that provide goods and services on the dreaded black friday and um my favorite meme of course is a picture of uh, dave mustaine from uh peace sales who's buying era live shot and it says the only black friday i care about was written by this man and i could uh, definitely um support that uh but yeah we went to uh so we're in the market for a new television our television crapped out it's uh you know the different inputs they got the got the cable input then you got your hdmi input then you got your pc input and you got your gamer input and you got your dildo input and you got your uh 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 jumper cable input and then you got a, a there's probably a, a, a USB in there, and uh, and then the bigger USB that you use for the printer, and and a, a coax, and then a well that's cable, huh? Uh, I'm trying to think of more inputs. RCA, there's RCA inputs, and then there's co- a quarter inch jack, and there's an XLR, and then there's a, um, a, a the the a, an Ethernet, and then a and a phone plug, all the different plugs. And so each one of those plugs has a channel that it's kind of like a, a dedicated sort of input channel. So what the TV was doing, even though the, the color was starting to get a little wonky, the color was starting to do some weird stuff. And then what was happening is it would clip through those channels. It would go, you know, cable, antenna, um, PC, HDMI 1, HDMI 2, component, that's your uh, DVR or VCR if you're fucking old school as fuck, LaserDisc, Betamax player, all those didn't put, it would clip through all those inputs in succession um, and the remote would not stop that, it just was, it would, so it was like, it was like, it was like it was, Clipping channels, um, and I wasn't clipping the channels. So, uh, so on the Fritz, the old television, the old forty-eight inch Samsung that I got from the landlord, as he had bought a new television for the front room or his living room, and then that 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 older television went into his bedroom. That bedroom television went into my unit. Very grateful, very thankful. However, it is shit the bed and time for a new one. So we went out on Black Friday and we tried to look for television and we went to the Best Buy. And I did some research as as to what's the best time to go to a box store uh, during the Black Friday. And um, I found out that um, between 2 and 4 p.m. is the absolute worst time. To go to a uh, box store on Black Friday. 
because a uh, I don't know more people's out and about and more people shopping and that's the fucking shittiest time. The best time to go is early, obviously, but not stupid early like you know line up outside before the doors open, right? We didn't we didn't trying to do no bullshit like that. I ain't trying to sit through no horse shit like that. So uh, we got there like ten or eleven or whatever. Went out to breakfast. Just meandered over there. And uh, looking for televisions. We are looking through some televisions and saw some cool prices. Things for very cheap. uh, Things that look like decent quality. And then we saw the line. The line for a register to buy whatever item you were to purchase at the Best Buy. And that shit fucking serpentined in and out through the store. um, From the front to the back, basically. It wiggled and and and, and ter- twisted and turned all the way to the back of the store, and uh, so the wife pulls out the phone and starts looking up the televisions and finding them on the old Amazon. And guess what? We found one cheaper than what was at the store, and we weren't going to sit in a line. But it won't be here till Thursday. But nonetheless, a television was purchased, and uh, and I even looked up to see. Um, you know, what was the best thing doing as far as... Because they have the super high-end, super crazy expensive televisions. Then they got some mid-range ones. And they got some busted budget ones. Um, and I am definitely of the busted budget sort of type of purchasing... TV purchasing type. So uh, what was the best budget one? And that's the one we got. And that's the one we were eye- eyeballing in the in the store to begin with. So... We got a little 50-inch uh, TCL, uh, which I had never heard of TCL, but apparently it's a, and don't tell the wife this, but it's a Chinese, it's a Chinese company, or, uh, and, um, but uh, a very, very good television, and uh, it'll do what, I don't do, I'm not a gamer, so I don't need some crazy thing that's gamer compatible, and uh, we watch the Netflix and the Hulus and and stuff once in a while, and then watch some stuff on Amazon. So it's you know not a big deal, not a you know. And I don't even watch that much television, even at that. Like it's been the television's been down for a month and a half, and it's just sitting there on the wall, just as a big black fucking thing on the wall that, that I'm not giving two shits about. You know what I mean? It's not a big deal. We've pulled up, we pulled out her PC. I've watched a couple things on a PC a couple times, huddled around it all, all nice on the on the couch and. It's fine. It's been fine, but uh, once this new TV jack, we're gonna get, we're gonna get to doing some watching. We'll be watching some stuff. See what's going on. Uh, uh, today and yesterday and today, the Facebooks was all a, uh, um, all in an uproar about uh, uh, Michael Vick. I guess is back in the, in the public eye. Michael Vick, um, quarterback at one point. I guess he just uh, – I, I haven't been paying attention to, to a lot of football, so I don't know anybody's real deal. But, you know, we all know Michael Vick for him getting in trouble for the dogfighting thing, right? And uh, people were like, oh, this guy – so apparently the NFL is uh, honoring Michael Vick with a honorary coaching position for the Pro Bowl. Uh, they pick a handful of uh, cats that have – Retired not too long ago, apparently, and they give him these honorary 
coaching jobs for the Pro Bowl, sort of a nod to, hey, you were you know, you're a great player, and we still want you to be involved, and you know, let's do the Pro Bowl. And the Pro Bowl don't mean shit. It just is, you know, who's who's done good this year, and we'll put them in a nice game at the end of the year. Uh, NFC versus AFC, all the star players all playing together. It's all well and good, but everyone's up in arms. You know, uh, Michael Vick's name pops up, and everybody shits the bed and gets angry. And uh, this dog killer shouldn't be out there doing anything. Now, mind you, uh, I am not condoning or defending or uh, saying anything uh, to support what Michael Vick did. What he did was atrocious, terrible, horrible. And god awful. Uh, but my sort of gripe when anybody starts to bitch about somebody that has done something bad in the past, uh, as terrible as it was, he served his time. He did his time. And he, um, he paid his fines. He did, uh, what did he do? He did, uh, he served, uh, I looked it up because. <laughs> I was kind of going back and forth with some people online about it. He served 20, 21 months of a 23-month sentence or something like that. Um, and he paid a shit ton of fines. And, well, you know, he was brought up on charges of uh, basically financing... Uh, Financials, financially supporting a uh, animal fighting organization and housing the events as well as uh, and doing it across state lines. So um, that's what they busted him for. And people that I was arguing online about were complaining that uh, – uh, that and he, ple- he pled guilty to these things. But they were complaining that he didn't get – that he didn't plead guilty to uh, cruelty to an- any cruelty to animal charges. However, he wasn't charged with any cruelty to animals because the bigger uh, the bigger thing was the financing of it and the going across state lines. That's what made it, uh, made it federal. And that's why he did federal time for his act. Uh, again, people are saying, "Ah, he's you know, the NFL shouldn't even hire the guy back." All the awful stuff that he did, he shouldn't even hired back. Because what are the kids gonna think? Uh, here, you know, he's a great quarterback. He was an awesome quarterback before he got in trouble, and he still did very well after the fact. And like I said, the NFL honoring that, honoring his achievements in the job that he was hired to do. And uh, where do you draw the line? Where do, do you not honor somebody that has done something very well in the job that they are doing it? Despite that they have a checkered past, and uh, and uh, my friend Gene brought up a very good point, saying that uh, you know, in the court of law, yeah, he served his time, but in the court of public opinion, uh, he hasn't. Uh, he will never be able to uh, be thought of as uh, uh, as do- doing anything just, and and I can understand that, but at the same time, you know. The NFL's a fucking goofy organization. They got fucking full-blown killers playing football for them. And that's been something for years. You know what I mean? Um, 
<laughs> they don't really give a shit about the behavior of their players as long as they can play the sport that they're asked to play and um, make the money for them that they want them to make with uh, sales and tickets and, and uh, amazing feats of athletic ability. That's what that league's about. That's what most sports organizations are about. And then again, the subject comes up. Well, what about the kids? The kids look up to these athletes. Uh, how, um, how are we supposed to justify them looking up to these athletes if they've done these awful, terrible things? And that's when you step your fucking ass up as a parent and you explain to little Johnny who likes the way the man throws the football and you say, hey, you know what? He's a great athlete and, he, and, he, and he's been very disciplined in this. But just so you know, Johnny, the man's done some terrible stuff with puppies. And he did some awful things with dogs. And he's a terrible, terrible person. And he did the time and, and served time. But just so you know, he might be a great athlete. But he might be a, a, a despicable person as well. Take that as you will, Johnny. And then maybe Johnny sort of says, oh, okay, well, I'm not you know, into that whole thing. But... You know, I like the way he throws a football. You know, that's your job as a parent is to to explain to the children. You know, what are we? What if they're looking at? If they're looking up to somebody, explain to the kid what the fuck he's looking up to. That that's your job. Why does it need to be the NFL's job for you to parent? You know what I mean? Um, just like anything, uh, Louis C.K., um, Bill Cosby, all these people that have done amazing work, tops of their fucking field, and then they do something that's a little, you know, they do something that's fucked. Do you do you automatically draw the line and say, oh, okay, I can't be a fan of this guy's art anymore? Then, of course, somebody came fucking brought up the Hitler thing, well, you know, or somebody brought up a pedophile thing. You know, does a pedophile get his job back? Uh, after he's done a thing, you know, does, does the, someone said, does the pedophile go back to teaching? Of course not. There's laws that they got to register and they got to stay away from kids. You know what I mean? But nobody says a guy that did some terrible shit to dogs can't go back and play football after he's done. If he's still viable and he's still able to play and the league can, Look past it or whatever, you know. Is it on the NFL? Is it on the dude for trying to make a career out of himself? You know, like, why do we need to write the people off completely? Why do they need to be completely snuffed out and go away? And, you know, and there's a lot of people that are hardcore animal lovers that are saying, well, the guy should never fucking be thought of again and he shouldn't even be out there. And, you know, uh, no punishment is enough punishment for the guy because. He let uh, ran a dog fighting ring and did horrible things to animals. And I, I, I'm not saying that, but I am saying why can a person not have their career? How can they not get their career back? You know what I mean? Of course, a pedophile that was a teacher is not going to go back to teaching. That's there's laws. God damn it! Don't bring up that's not your that's not a valid argument. And saying and bringing up Hitler and saying what if Hitler they what if they didn't succumb to their fate? Uh, would they be able to go back to do it? No, because they would have been brought up on war crimes of 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 the utmost. Um, you know, the law would have come down on them as hard as they could have come down on people like that, and you would have never heard from them again. Bringing up points like that is pointless. 
And then again, hung up on details that don't matter. I'm asking, when do we let it go? When do we say, all right, you've done your thing, you paid your debt. Hey, you threw the football really nice on Sunday. Thank you. You know what I mean? Like, what? I, I don't understand why there needs to be a definite, okay, these people are fucking done. They're done. These people are horrible. You know what I mean? People make mistakes. They fuck up. They got a cr- criminal past. You know what I mean? You know, the fucking Raiders back in the day did nothing but hire fucking criminals. You kidding me? Those fucking guys were animals in the late 70s and the early 80s. Those guys were fucking vicious, fucking kill. Al Davis was, I think, pulling them right out of Santa Rita. I don't know. I don't know for sure. But there was some fucking maniacs that played for that team. You know what I mean? And not, I mean, we're not talking about people getting caught slapping the chick around in a fucking uh, elevator uh, surveillance camera. We're talking about fucking gnarly fucking dudes. So anyway. Like I said, when do we, you know, and yeah, we're in a day, uh, age of information where everything gets put out there and everything gets uh, gets talked about. But man, when? Why do we need to cancel? Just you, you fucked up, you're canceled. It doesn't make any sense to me. You know what I mean? Tip your hat, apologize, show some remorse. Oh, somebody else was saying too. You didn't show any remorse uh, towards those animals. I mean, I don't know what you want the guy to do. Uh, he did actually lobby for a law to be passed that would turn a misdemeanor into a felony for anyone that brought children as a spectator to an animal fighting event. I don't know how much remorse you want the guy to make when he actually lobbied to fix a law to make some shit a felony that was once a misdemeanor. Uh, Sounds like he... I don't know. That sounds pretty remorseful to me. I don't know. I don't know what you want the guy to do. You know what I mean? He's got fucking plenty of charities that he's got going on, uh, helping out uh, disenfranchised youths. And um, you know what? He liked a dog fight. And that sucks. And he got caught. It doesn't suck that he got caught. But <laughs> the thing that sucks is also, he. well, unfortunate for him, he was doing something bad. We're glad he got caught. However, they went to his place investigating a missing persons and and found his dog fighting rink. So uh, anyway, and then he uh, he turned himself early. He did some shitty shit even after he got fucking pinched. He uh, apparently he a guy fucking Wikipedia is a wealth of information, uh, especially if it's. And you hope that it's true because anybody can add to it, right? But apparently he, uh, so he, t- he, uh, he gets convicted, but then he gets out on parole, or uh, he bails himself out, right? He's out on bail, uh, wait, uh, uh, awaiting his sentencing, and um, and then he gets, uh, he has a, a part of his bail agreement. Of course, you're not supposed to partake in any sort of uh, fuckery. And he uh, got pinched uh, for some uh, uh, weed, apparently. Uh, I, I don't remember if it was in a system or, or, or a possession charge. But that violated the terms of his bail. And uh, so he turns himself in early uh, to start his... Uh, uh, to, to turn himself early to have time served towards the sentencing. So a little fuckery there in the beginning uh, <laughs> with, the, with the weed thing. But... Uh, Again, 
I don't know. I don't know what you expect from fucking football players, man. You know, they get pushed through a school system because they're really good at sports. You know what I mean? And the, we're talking about athletes. We're not talking about, you know, I hate to be, you know, sort of paint a broad stroke about athletes, but are they the sharpest tools in the shed? You know, are they the, you know, I mean, I don't know. A lot of, I'm not saying all, but, uh, you know, there's been a good amount of athletes that have been pushed through a system and, uh, and, and let slide through a thing because they were really good at throwing a ball or really good at putting, uh, putting a bat to a ball or really good about kicking the thing into the, into a thing or really good about running really far, really fast or really good about whatever sport they were really good at, and maybe they got pushed through the education system without really doing the work. So uh, this is not a secret, people. We're talking about athletes. And then, fuck, they get a fuck ton of money for throwing a ball, and you expect them to do the exact right thing by the law and and not try to do some shady shit and get away with it? They're going to do some shady shit and try to get away with it. It's, you know, these guys, you know, some of them have come from fucked places. You know what I mean? Fucked parts of the country. Fucked up parts of of towns and cities. And and, uh, but they're really good at doing the thing and they get pushed through and they're playing the thing and they have and they get money and they start wiling out and doing wild shit and doing crazy shit. And some of it involves criminal activity. I just don't understand what you expect. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're looked up to by kids. Be the parent you're supposed to be and explain to your fucking kids that maybe these guys aren't the guys to look up to. You know what I mean? I don't know. What do I know, though? I'm a fucking... I hit things with a stick. I hit things with a stick uh, as a, cave, a caveman drummer. I play a caveman instrument, uh, and I use caveman implements to play that instrument. I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, whatever. Whatevs. Whatevs. Michael Vick, go on and throw your ball. Just stay away from puppies. I don't know. Uh, I've been really... Uh, I, I think I've reached a part in my age where I have... Um, and maybe it's just this week or the last couple of weeks or I don't know. I've had a thing for wanting to uh, listen to uh, 80s, 80s music. Uh, I remember when I was a kid and I'd help the old man in the garage and he'd be working on whatever he was working on, um, working on a boat engine or working on uh, fixing it, whatever he was tinkering around with in the garage and I'd go out there to help him. Uh KFRC was usually playing. Or KYA was usually playing. These were oldies stations. These were stations that played oldies. The golden oldies. When I say golden oldies, I'm talking about the dawn of rock and roll. That mid-50s up through the 60s and uh, and and beyond. So, uh, But those stations didn't really go too beyond. They pretty much stayed 50s and 60s. Um, 
lots of Chuck Berry and Little Richard, Fats, Fats Domino, um, Nat King Cole and the Spinners and um, Smokey Robinson, Temptations, all that golden oldies type of stuff, right? And I started thinking about it, and I always thought, well, why does my old man listen to this stuff? You know what I mean? And but that was the stuff he listened to when he was a kid. You know what I mean? When he was, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten. He was born in 1945. So by the time 55 rolls around, he's 10 years old, and we get, or we start having some rock and roll pop up on the on the map, right? So uh, again, the music of his youth, and it probably reminded him of things when he was young and things that he was into, and it made him happy. To listen to that music. Uh, I f- so at that time, I kind of try to figure out a timeline of that. As he's listening to that, when I'm a kid, he's listening to oh, he's listening to music that's you know thirty plus years older than it was at that time. Okay, so we're talking, you know, it's early eighties, mid eighties. When he's listening to stuff from the mid fifties to mid sixties, right? And uh, so it's about you know thirty year span, right? Thirty or forty year span, um, not quite forty years, I guess. I find myself right now at this moment doing that same thing where I'm listening to music that's uh, thirty, maybe forty years older than uh than right now and i am enjoying it i have made a a a playlist that i'm very proud of um i haven't ventured as far as to try to program a pandora channel to do it but uh because now when i was when i back then and once i got into you know the metal that i was going to get into like I just panned off anything that wasn't fucking metal, right? I didn't want to listen to your new wave shit. You know, what is that? That fucking U2? Get that shit out of here. You know, who is... That's the cure? Get the fuck out of here with that shit. You know what I mean? And, you know, I just didn't want to have anything to do with the new wave stuff. I didn't want anything to do with fucking any sort of um, modern rock, what they called it back then. Or, or sometimes they called it alternative. That was an alternative started to started to get thrown around. Want nothing to do with that. But over the years, those songs would pop up, and I'd be like, "Hey, you know what? That's a cool tune." And I just kind of put it in the back of my head, put it in the back of the head, and and then uh, and there's a lot of those like you know the '80s had a fuck ton of one hit wonders, right? You know, one and done type of songs. You know what I mean? So uh, I just started. Going through lists and thinking of shit that I could remember and just putting stuff together. And I'm very, very proud. I got a list list now. I got about, uh, where are we at? Let me get to the bottom of the list. And it's not telling me, you dirty son of a bitch. Um, I think I got about 17 or 18 hours worth of music of, uh, again, one hit, one, anything from one hit wonders to, um, Bands that had a, a few, a few hits, you know, um, you know, the Cars and uh, Tom Petty, uh, the Fix. You know what I mean? There's a, you know what I mean? There's some fucking Duran Duran thrown in there, and some Devo, and and uh, some Talking Heads. 
You know what I mean? Just random stuff, you know? Some U2s. And the, here's the thing with, the, with with my listening to this. I'm hearing things in these songs that I never noticed that were there. I never... Un, I just... Because I panned them. Because I was like, nah, I don't want to listen to Duran Duran. I don't want to hear that shit. Dude, John Taylor, the bass player from Duran Duran, is a fucking motherfucker. Listen to those songs. Listen to that song Rio. And listen to that fucking bass line. That dude can play the fucking bass. There's some great fucking playing on some of these songs. I never once thought twice about Larry Mullen from U2 and his drumming. But that fucker lays down some nice, nice stuff. In the pocket, simple, not too fucking much, not too uh, uh, grandiose, just simple, very little fills, very Phil Rudd from ACDC-esque. Maybe framed in a early 80s modern sort of frame, but just played what needed to be played. And the drums sound fucking great on those U2 records. Those are, those things are recorded fucking amazing. And just all the fucking sounds and the cool keyboardy pad synthesizer coolness and uh, the cool effects on the guitars, the, the how they're drenched in chorus and delay and all. It's just... All these things that I never paid attention to back in the day because it was stuff I wanted nothing to do with, you know. And now I'm listening to it and going, fuck, there's some fucking badass shit in those songs. So I've been on this kick of uh, listening to some fucking 80s stuff. And uh, and I'm not going, I'm staying to like, you know, rock, you know, not hard rock even. Just kind of just rock or softer than that. And uh, a little bit into the new wavy slash pop type stuff, and uh, and I've been digging it. I've been I've been digging it, and it's been fun. Uh, because like I said, I'm hearing stuff that I never really paid attention to before. You know, uh, that's just uh, it's just cool, man. The way you know guys could play the fucking keyboards back then. You know what I mean? They really knew how to use those sounds and uh, and uh, manipulate them in such a way and have them. Uh, be cool little uh, alternative melodies to the main melody that the vocal is happening. You know, just cool, cool stuff. Cool, cool stuff. I'm pretty, pretty excited about it. Um, but who knows? That shit's going to fucking pass and I'll be on to something else and be like, you know what? I never really got into fucking second wave ska. You know what I mean? It was the second wave where it was at, you know, who knows? I doubt that's going to happen. But, uh who the fuck knows, man? Who the fuck knows? Um, let's see. Do should we fucking play something? No, nah, I'm not gonna play nothing. Fuck it. It's not. I don't want to sift through my thing and go through the thing. But uh, anyway, uh, hopefully I can get to another podcast uh, uh, before next week. But if not, um, I got a show on Thursday. What is this going to be? December 5th, this Thursday, first Thursday of the month. First Thursday of the month means the Boyles Bistro blowout downtown Hayward. The Bistro, Main and B Street in downtown Hayward. Uh, Come down, 8 o'clock, showtime. Um, We got a great lineup, all females, a all vagina. It's a vagina-based show this month. Uh... So come down for that. Chelsea Beers headlining. Nina G feature. 
and a slew of other funny females. And um and quite honest, like I almost feel like I'm being a shitbag by even uh putting together a ladies' night because it's a comedy night, it's a show, and I do a comedy show, and honestly, all I worry about is putting together a funny show. I don't care what you have between your legs, are you fucking funny? Um but they it does seem as if um there are some people that uh don't book females or don't want anything to do with female comics and uh and it's sad and it's uh, dumb but to try to counteract the fuckery that's out there I um once in a while I'll put together an all female show. How about that? And uh and it's gonna be this month. Uh, also December seventh in Santa Cruz. Um Ah fuck, I forgot where we're at in Santa Cruz. I'll be cru- cruising out there with Mean Dave. Uh Mean Dave, where are we at on the seventh? Uh so if you're in the Santa Cruz area, look for where Mean Dave's gonna be, and then I'm gonna be there too. And we'll be doing the, the whole joke the the joke telling thing. Um December fourteenth at the oh Jesus, where the fuck is that show at? Uh is that the quarter note? I think the quarter note in uh San Jose. Uh Zed. Zed playing December fourteenth. Um uh prop and uh, a little special shout out to my man uh Greg Lopes, uh guitar player, lead guitar player for Zed. Uh, just recently lost his father. My uh, heartfelt and utmost condolences to you, Mr. Lopes and uh, Mr. Lopes Sr. Um, that sucks. Uh, I definitely know how that feels to lose a parent, especially your father. And uh, no matter how hard you prepare for it, because his father was ill and he was checking in quite regularly uh, with his sister to see how the old man was doing. And it looked like he was pulling through there for a minute. But then he took a turn for the worst. And uh, and we lost him. So uh, like, no matter how, how hard you prepare for losing a parent, you're not fucking prepared to lose a parent. And it sucks. Uh, and you just try to, uh, try to remember the good. Uh, try not to dwell on the bad. And... Uh, Hopefully, what um, what he taught you and what uh, they provided for you stays strong and carries you through and makes you uh, thankful and grateful that you had somebody that uh, wiped your nose and wiped your ass when you were a kid, you know? I think that's, uh, I think that's what's important there. Um, anyway, what else we got? Uh... I think that's it. I think that is it. Anyway, uh, thanks for checking me out. Tell a friend. All right, dirties? Let them know. Sean Boyle's podcast. Tell, tell them that the dude's all right. Don't oversell it. Don't say, oh, this guy's amazing. Oh, you'll never believe what he's going to say. Because, come on, it's it's okay at best. Okay? Uh, but let them know. Let your friends know. Check me out whenever, wherever you check out your podcasts. I think it's on 
all platforms at this point. And um, yeah, man, have a good one. We'll see you soon. And uh, this will go up pretty much right now, uh, Sunday early evening. And uh, like I said, tell a, tell a friend, all right? Thank you. Th- thank you so much for checking me out. Have a pleasant day. Have a good week or a couple days or whatever. Because like I said, the podcasts go up whenever I feel like putting them up. And it just so happens that it's been two Sundays in a row. Or no, I put one up on last Saturday, didn't I? Really late on Saturday. I put it up really late and then I went on the Facebook and told people, hey, the podcast is up. And then I got a uh, um, a little, uh, little shit post from uh, my friend, Mean Dave, saying, uh, but he did try to say, hey, you know, I'm not trying to shit on your, your post here, but you ever thought about maybe advertising that you put up an episode at a time when people are actually online checking out stuff? Because it was like super late on a Saturday night, Sunday morning, I think, when I posted that the podcast was up. And um, in my usual sort of way, I was, eh, it doesn't fucking matter to me. You know, I'll <laughs> promote it a couple more times later on, whatever. Because I don't want to bombard everybody online about my podcast. Check it out if you want to check it out. Don't check it out if you don't want to check it out. That's fine with me. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Anyway, uh, thanks for checking me out. Uh, We'll see you soon. Fairly well.